Hey guys, welcome to Dynamite. Yeah, baby. I'm filling in for SPD again. This is Booking by Bonds. I'm joined by Crayfish. Um, we had a huge, huge show tonight. I think that it started off really hot, and I kind of want to follow that lead. Um, we're not going to have a match card tonight, but we're going to go straight into it because I think this was one of the most consistent and top shows of the year so far. Oh. Your thoughts on it, Crayfish. Um, what were your thoughts on that first match starting off the show? Well, Bonds, I mean, for me... I'm excited that you're the fill-in of the beginning part of the show. I love talking Dynamite Download with F SPD every week. But for us to start off with Team Taz, Team Taz, a team that everybody thought was left for dead, everyone's looking at them thinking that they're going to start crumbling, us included. We were just talking about the demise of Team Taz. We thought it was and, over. And the machine goes out there and absolutely – I mean, Bonds, I get it. Team Taz, they got that sneak attack in before the match. You know, the Dark Order had Hangman Page's back. Thank God that Hangman Page joined the Dark Order. Thank God he joined the Dark Order. Um, but Cage with that power bomb on the on the ramp set the tone for this dynamite. I mean, I know I wasn't alone. I got on Twitter right away. Just boom, what a start to the freaking show, man. Oh, yeah. A power bomb onto the ramp. And and it was so like, it's not just any old power bomb. That's that's the machine, Brian Cage laying you out on the entrance ramp. So oh, that one you knew was going to have some after effects in the match. But I mean, come on, man, Hangman Page is our number one contender. Everyone, you know, saw what he did last week to to Team Taz member. You know, the fellow Team Taz member Ricky Starks. We know what Hangman Page is capable of. We know what Hangman Page has done. Um, to earn that number one contendership. And all of us are all kind of just waiting for the shoe to drop when he's going to eventually face Kenny Omega. But big, big upset tonight um, with Brian Cage coming out on top. And Bonds, you had to just be salivating watching this match because it wasn't just any old victory. It wasn't a surprise upset. No. Brian Cage absolutely manhandled the number one squash match. He absolutely manhandled him. The number one contender lost in a squash. Like, that's awesome. That's insane. Like, I, I when does had that no happen? thought of that happening before the show. Um, when this match was on the card, I was like, oh, man, like, what's going to happen tonight? I thought this could be, like, the, the beginning of the end for Team Taz, you know, especially with Starks being promoted, being ringside. Um, and ultimately, Brian Cage just shut everybody up and looked man. dominant. Oh, man, did he. It was unbelievable. I mean, in the way that Cage, you know, 
I know that I'm not alone. I mark out every single time that Brian Cage catches someone in the in middle of the air somehow yeah. in, in some different position and just shows off his pure power by either suplexing them or or talk, you know, fireman's carry. The man is it, I always try to emphasize there are a lot of strong people. I, you know, okay, I'm a wrestling fan. I get it. Right. I'm just a fat mark. But th- there are a lot of strong athletes in professional wrestling. Then there are guys who are powerful. There's a difference. And, and there's a difference. Cage has raw power. He's and what and what's so important to respect there about that is he can do moves like the drill claw that you'd have to, you know, trust your life with somebody to do. And the guy makes it look effortless. He is yeah. just an absolute machine. I was blown away by the by this match. Not very often you see a Hangman Page get tossed around like he did tonight. Um, you know, I think that the after effects of this match really get me roll like stumbling back, Bonds. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm in a boxing match and AEW threw a couple punches at me like Anthony Agogo. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm I'm crippled over. I don't know where it goes from here because you know I was starting to try to wrap my head around how do you book Kenny versus Hangman? What do you do there? And, and now I, it's and then I started thinking like you, I mean I know you are the biggest all of us have our own crews in this group, right? Yeah. I mean I know that SPD he loves him some Lance Archer. He loves the inner circle. Um, you are the Team Taz guy. And even you started to sound defeated in your column where, like, all right, I guess they're going to break up. These guys have so much potential, but I guess they're going to break up. You had to just be really geeking out over yeah. how this went, dude. Knowing this was a huge win for Cage, do you see – how do you see this impacting – Team Taz going forward, and where do you see the number one contender? We're going to just real quick, Bonds, uh, booking by Bonds, mini segment here before we transition into the next match. Which topic sounds more interesting to you? You want to ask, you want to talk to me about the after effects of Team Taz or what this means as far as the the number one contender status in AEW? Because later on tonight, Orange Cassidy, the number two contender, came up with a big win in perhaps the match of the night, honestly, on a stack show, which topic will you touch on real quick? And then we'll jump into the next match. Well, um, I'd like to talk about the future of team Taz though. I do think this is more the future of Brian cage. Um, I think we can leave the, the number of contendership till li- later in the show. Cause yeah, let's do that. Is, um, you know, we're going to talk about orange Cassidy in a little bit, but um, I think this is bigger for Brian cage in general. He kind of set himself apart. Um, everybody in team has been losing and he yeah. went out there and beat the number one contender, um, without breaking a sweat. I think, I think I counted two offensive, like comebacks from, <laughs> from hangman, the whole, Say the whole it match. Again, man, um, without breaking a sweat, dude. Damn. Yeah. So I think that this is kind of, and we saw Taz later in the show, um, with Christian and it's, it still seems like there's some downswing for team Taz, but for for Cage, I mean, man, he he looked like um, the machine tonight. He looked like himself. He looked like he's not being held down by anybody, um, and it was all him. There was no interference in the match. Like he went out there and did himself. And and yeah, he attacked he attacked Hangman before the match started. But you know that's not something that he needed anybody else around for. He could have done it himself as well. So mm-hmm. um, regardless, I think that that Cage is setting himself up 
to be the guy here um, in Team Taz, obviously, for now. Obviously, we all love Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs as well. But, you know, um, I think that that Brian Cage was like, hey, man, I'm not going to lose tonight. I'm, I'm going to show that I'm on that level. I can go out there and beat the number one contender and be a top bill guy. And he went out there and did that. I mean, and you, and you've been saying it yeah. from day one since you joined Team Dynamite Download. Guys, this is a former Impact heavyweight champion. Guys, this is a guy that Tony Khan said was a Mount Rushmore guy for him to sign in AEW. Tony's a personal fan of his body of work, and the more you watch Brian Cage in action, whether it's tag matches, cinematic matches, uh, whether as a heel or a babyface, Brian Cage really doesn't get the credit that he deserves as just an all-around entertaining performer who really is easy for a casual fan to get behind just because he has the size and the speed and all that stuff. But as a, even as a diehard wrestling fan, as somebody who loves wrestler. the sport of pro wrestling, this guy is not just a big guy. He's no. He does it all. And that's it's cool to see an upset win like that. It's cool to see him oh, get yeah. that kind of notch in, in his cap. That said, there were no upset wins in this tag match. Uh, the Young Bucks versus – it was a brothers versus brothers match, man. And, and you know, there were points when it felt like the Seidel brothers were – we're going to get some of their offense in. Certainly when you when you add those type of athletes in the ring with the Young Bucks, there's going to be a lot of moments where you're trying to just see all the captivating things that these two sets of brothers can do together. Absolutely yeah. amazing to see what chemistry can do, what a difference that can play in a match. Really entertaining matchup, but at really at no point in time did I ever feel like this was going to be an upset, right? Um, but the Young Bucks are just absolutely on a roll, Bonds. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of conversation on who's going to beat Darby, who's going to beat beat Sheeta. You know, when does Britt beat Sheeta? There's nobody really talking about when is when are the Bucks going to lose the tag titles, and I think that that's pretty evident as to why when you watch a match like tonight no i mean oh, they yeah. were clicking on all cylinders the gear the the absolutely over the top like walking out i mean they are just you know that they are just loving this bro like they are loving like just strutting the strut being just over the top cheesy heels you can see it they are just enjoying themselves you know what i mean oh yeah man. it's good to see the streamers back Oh, dude! Every week they come out with new gear. Every week they come out looking more and more ridiculous. More and more stupid. Yeah, they look dumber every week, and it's awesome. And they know it, and it's it's hilarious. Trolling like, us so bad. Today, like Carl Anderson had no pants on in their backstage promo. Like for some reason, like he was in in the, <laughs> he was in a, a limo with six dudes and, and like cramped in this little limo. As Santana like, said, no as said yeah, as Santana said. Uh, nuts to butts that they were oh. nuts to butts in the limo. It was that's a, like you just pointed it out. It was a pretty tight fit. Oh there. yeah, that was like I would not want to pay for that limo. It was that's very Don, small inside. Very as Don said, you know, man, nothing better than six dudes in a limo. You know, just six it was dudes really cramped in a limo. <laughs> um, it was great. But like back to the match, yeah. they, they brought that same energy in the ring. Yeah. Um, I'd like to give you know Matt. I thought Matt Seidel looked like a million bucks tonight, though. Dude, SPD um, SPD loves oh, Matt Seidel. He's great, man. And I think that this is a, a match I like to see again. Um, these guys have great chemistry. Obviously, they're two sets of brothers, so that you can't get better chemistry than that for um, 
you know, for tandem wrestling, it's just, it's, it's built into their DNA, you know? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think tonight just generally, they, they really brought it. Um, like I said, I, I thought Matt Seidel looked awesome. Um, he got, he got the brunt of, uh, some of the dirty tactics from the Bucks, and and obviously Mike got that little little shot at the that end was there. So good, especially oh, the was... Mortal Kombat coming out. Like, <laughs> finished. I want to see Johnny Cage out there. That was fantastic. Nice work, oh, dude. It was that was such a funny ending. I was wondering. I was like, oh man, like this is a great match. I wonder how it's going to end. And it was just the the nut shot of Doom got that match over. I know. Like, I know. That oh, was a great brutal. one. The smile into the camera. Oh, yeah. Was he was like, good? oh, it was. Uh oh, sorry. Whoopsies. Yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> Matt Jackson is uh becoming one of the funniest like people on TV. Um, I think Glad every I'm week. Not alone he, in thinking that. Yeah. He's great. Uh, like, there's just some his his mannerisms and his his um what he does with his face where he just like distorts himself and makes himself look ridiculous. He's yeah. just so funny, man. I agree. And I think that um him and Nick do a great job of bringing out like the anger in their opponents. And kind of using it against them, and yep. then like, oh, it looks like, oh man, Young Bucks lost that 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 one right there, and then it's like, oh wait, no, they are just egging them into something and bringing them into something, and it's uh, it's smart and it's clever, and I think they they do a great job at that. I agree, but I, I will say there was there were moments when Matt Seidel, you could see the veteran presence that Matt Seidel had. Dude, he was able to to roll with the punches. All the yeah. all the mind games that you just talked about that the young bucks try to play on their opponents. Um, you could tell Matt was like Matt was certainly going toe to toe with them throughout this match. I, you know, I think that this was the probably the. It's not a coincidence that I say this. You know, I think that the Bucks get a lot of hate, but they bring out the best in a lot of teams, man. And this is one of the best performances that I've seen out of the Seidel brothers as a duo. And I think that Matt Seidel, obviously he looked great in his match against Kenny Omega in a singles match. Um, but this was an excellent showing for him too tonight. So for yeah. me, I'm really thinking, you know, like the Young Bucks get a lot of a lot of hate, right? But like you they think elevate of, everybody. they elevate so many people, bro. And you look at top flight, the acclaimed, you look at a lot of these teams that are making names off of the Young Bucks' backs, um, it's no wonder why, you know, they are the champs, why they are in the elite, dude. When you could hang, when you could roll with Kenny Omega, you're doing something right. Kenny, Cody, I mean, like, uh, I think that they're doing okay. And yeah. right now their Twitter game is on point too, bro. I love how they change their 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 bio. Every day. Every day, <laughs> and it's just trolling us harder and harder and harder. It was great. Um, all around, man, I, I think that this is – this is what was cool, man. Like the show starts usually SPD and I, we love when the show starts with the young bucks, man, those guys bring in energy. They, they, like you just said, they elevate their opponents. So they raise the bar. They set the bar really high right from the beginning of the show. But I love how AEW started the show, man. Big upset win out of Brian cage really sends shockwaves throughout the AEW community, right? Oh, yeah. At Twitter buzzing, right? I don't, I don't think anybody expected that. You piggyback off that with the Young Bucks versus Seidel brothers. And again, the Bucks are on another level right now. And then you roll into Orange Cassidy. Now your number, potentially number one contender after Hangman loses. So you have Orange Cassidy, your number two contender, going against Penta, who had a big win last week. And who, you know, anybody who watches Penta's work, they get it. 
they they dude they get it and and they know that if at any moment AEW like was was like all right we're pushing Penta to the like we're gonna push him to another level. Anybody who watches this dude, anybody who watches the Lucha Bros, anybody who met who's down with the Death Triangle, like I am, baby, as you should be. You awesome. know that, like, all right, sign me up, right, right then and there, bro. I mean, like, if they said next week Penta was gonna get a TNT title match against um, Darby and he beat him, I don't think anybody would be complaining. Like, everybody loves Penta when you watch this dude work. His chops are on another level. His submissions, he's so dirty, dude. He's oh, yeah. so nasty when he like just like manipulates the, the arm. You could tell, like, and that little battle that he and Orange Cassidy had tonight was really fun. Uh when when he was trying to get him into the arm bar and and, and Orange Cassidy kept sliding his hand towards his pocket. I know I wasn't the only one that was loving the character work off between these two guys. You know, Penta has that Sierra Mero uh I butchered that. Sorry. I'm not. I wish SPD was here to, to roll the R's. Hey! There he is. Speak of the devil. Thank you, baby. But it's not oh. as good as the Ray Phoenix R's, though. Oh! <laughs> Keep it going. Ray Phoenix! Wow! Oh, that was that was your one, best yeah. one yet, baby. Wow, was that good? So, SPD, we we were just chatting about our crew, man. Like, like yeah. my crew, Death Triangle. We all have our own groups in yeah. this, but I know, dude, you are with me when you say Penta at any moment could break through to another level. That guy is just—he brings it week in, week out. I love, I yeah. love his Batman look last week. I loved his that like samurai was awesome this week. Samurai like angry yeah like it was that was a sweet look and dude this stuff with alex is hilarious it, it, really alex is, is be quickly becoming like incredible talent on screen for aw uh and, and he's making penta to be so much more approachable and funny um it, it makes the, his matches more uh, of a spectacle uh what did you think about this match bonds as far as the number two, potentially number one contender going toe-to-toe with, with Penta after Penta's big week win last week and, and how this match ended because it really was – Penta looked like he was in control. I mean, he had he almost hit that cradle pile driver, and then the bat they had that microphone popped him right in the head. Uh, Orange Cassidy getting that big, big shot at the end. So uh, this was a match where both these guys were very much presented as equals. Uh, which I was happy to see because I love I love both guys and they're very different. But what were your thoughts on this match, Bonds? So this was um, probably my favorite match of the night. Uh, yeah, frankly, bro. I think that this is a um, this was a great back and forth between two guys who are very interesting characters, um, and they were able to kind of feed off each other the entire time, and it made for a really entertaining. Just outside of the match itself, like these guys for like it seemed like five minutes before the match started, they were messing with each other before the match. And it was entertaining. I didn't want it to stop. I was like, okay, man, like I'm, I'm cool with these guys going at it. Like, this is funny. Um, they're able to really um, get the most, again, this another example of these guys being the most of each other. I think that all of us um, are kind of back and forth on orange Cassidy, but tonight, like this was the perfect example of what he's great at able to kind of, 
troll his opponent. And these are the ultimate trolls back and forth. You know, Penta's a great mm-hmm. troll too, uh, especially lately with Alex. He's been awesome. And and going back to your other point, man, um, <laughs> going back to your other point, like now that, that Hangman lost that opening match, that made this match a lot more like important and interesting. Right? Yeah. Because if um if Hangman would have won, this match wouldn't have this would have been a great win for for um Orange Cassidy, obviously. But the fact that Hangman lost and now you know Penta's always been always a top guy, especially somebody who's hot right now as well. So um Orange beats a hot contender um himself, and then Hangman also loses, and we're all prisoners of the moment. So that could easily push up Orange into that next spot and that top spot. And, and what a perfect what anything. a perfect challenger for Kenny, right? I mean, Kenny being an ultimate heel, Orange Cassidy being truly one of the most like over baby faces in AEW, really like a genuine homegrown baby face that yep. so that all of us root for you like across the board. Mm-hmm. And 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 Orange Cassidy could get like, and you know, SPD Kenny could Kenny could do some damage on Orange, right? But Orange Cassidy is not his character is basically bulletproof, man. Like he's even if he loses the Kenny, it's not. It, I mean, that's a win for him, right? That that like makes he was in that match is yeah. If he can push Kenny Omega to a to another to like to his limits at some point, that's definitely a big thing for Orange Cassidy. That that's just as much, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So I think that it's a win win. We you and I have talked a lot about on this show. Sometimes you feel like, oh man, if they booked it Hangman versus Kenny, they would book themselves into a corner where Hangman feels like he can't afford that loss and Kenny's not going to lose the title. If Orange gets that match, it's a fun matchup. It's certainly a nice break, I think, away from how intense and and the blood feud of John Moxley was for Kenny. Um, I think that would be a nice like breather kind of main event championship match that could could then tie him over to maybe he faces Miro maybe he faces uh hangman down the road but I don't see Kenny losing his title anytime soon but Orange Cassidy feels like the number one contender now after after tonight he's gonna yeah, get mean, a shot I mean I wasn't ready for hangman to t- face Kenny just because I want more of a hangman run and I want more of a build uh, you know, he he took this this full year to build himself to the top and establish him as a you know kind of a good direction. You know, not necessarily lost person, and it's been fun to watch for sure. So to have that convincing loss, you know, earlier in the show, I mean, convincing win by Brian Cage ultimately, and then kind of have him pivot towards something else for the time being, because I would want the Hangman Kenny saga near the the decline of Kenny's run. Not yes. necessarily. He's still climbing to the peak. He just he won is, another title. He's he's not even at half elevation up, man. I mean, go ahead. So, he's, I can't. He's, yeah, he's yeah. like he's like not even halfway there, right? Right. So I, yeah. I think it makes sense to have these um, unconvincing champions that could steal the title from him for now. You know, just kind of be fluff. I mean, I think we still see a, a heavy feud with the Mox, obviously in Kingston, but. Um, you know, Orange, we've talked about it on Friday Night Flights of Fights, you know, Orange Cassidy kind of fizzled out after his Jericho feud, you know, he was built so high and now he was just kind of like done nothing. It's surprising how high he's ranked with how little he's wrestled in 2021. He has a very, very little bit time in the ring. I thought he, they'd be more steered towards uh, 
you know, the best friends trio and trio matches and tag matches, thing like that. But it was nice to see this match. I loved it. The physicality, the pacing of it was really fun to watch. Penta's pacing in matches in general are always spot on. You know, I was I, I was a Penta fan before I'm a Ray fan. And because of the chops probably was the main reason. But I love his pacing. Even just like it's so annoying you know, for some people just taking off the glove and then just right <laughs> in the face. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. That's know, freaking great. great. So like I talked about pacing last week with Willie Hobbs powerhouse Hobbs and I thought he did such a veteran pacing match with Christian Cage he did so well and I'm all for that I think that really helps tell the story and it made this match that much more meaningful and that much bigger win to me for Orange Cassidy well said so, but well I'm gonna transition well you know after that thank you very much I appreciate it I had some time to think about it That's you know true. you showed uh, up late you're yeah. hey working man for the weekend. Yeah, working. yeah. Uh, the DMD cut a quick, simple promo. She's been doing these promos, you know, the past few weeks, and they've been very, very effective. You know, saying she's the top of the demos, top merch sale, and now the top contender. Look at these rankings. This whole time, you know, Tony's face has been was cracking me up and how he went along with the DMD. So this was um great promo, and we all know. You know, the writing is in the sand. It's in the stars. DMD. It's, it's in something camp. way more permanent than sand, SPD. This thing is, baby, carved out of granite, baby. Is, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it out of it's sand, bro. DMD is going to be the champ soon, baby. Carve those initials <laughs> into granite, baby. DMD That's right. is going to be champ. And You are right. You know, I think it's hilarious because this promo again tonight, she, Britt is like a, an instant T-shirt. Everything she says gets well, on a freaking shirt. Sale. Sheeta later is going to be on one of my new shirts <laughs> that I'm going to get soon, I'm pretty sure. How funny is it that my wife for my birthday bought me a Britt Baker shirt? That's how much she knows that I love myself some DMD uh, coming up this weekend, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, dude, DMD absolutely slays on the mic, bro. I mean, just the fact that she's rubbing it in our faces about the rankings alone – for those of us who have been paying attention, this woman has been slamming the ranking yeah. system for a long time, bro. So, you know, I, I love what she's doing. She's she's absolutely um, gold every single time that she's on screen, man. She absolutely crushes it. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the promos that Britt's going to cut when she tells everybody how she beat the longest reigning champion in AEW history, baby. Britt Baker, DMD is more important than AEW. And she said it a long time ago, and she's going to be able to rub everyone's faces in it. And I think that that's going to set ourselves up for another SPD. I know you're grinning ear to ear every time we talk Kenny Omega. Uh, It's going to make me – I'm going to be cheesing so freaking hard when I see Britt Baker with a long title run like Kenny Omega has with the men's championship. Britt is setting – I think that Britt – has a nice long run until mm-hmm. the, till winter time, and we start to then talk about who are some contenders that emerge from outside of AEW. I think that Jade Cargill uh, is obviously she's got her eyes on on Britt right now. Jade Jade and Dynamite Download had a little Twitter interaction tonight, which was great. Yeah. Thanks, Jade. Um, um, but I feel like it's going to eventually lead to Britt beating Sheeta having a summer of just pure joy for Team Team Dynamite Download. Team, your, your boy Crayfish is going to be geeking out. I know there are so many DMD fans out there that are just pounding the desk like we are. 
Give us what we want. We want Britt <laughs> as the champ, Bonds. What are your what are you am I help me get through this agonizing period where we know that it, the writing is in granite, SPD. Yeah, that yeah, Britt's, yeah. Britt's gonna be the, the I champ. Know, I know. Tell me, Bonds, help me get to that point because it feels like it's been forever, dude. Like just put the belt on her already. I'm dying here, man. Like the only way to make you calm down about this, we have to cryo freeze you until Britt wins the title. Like I legit think that'd be like the best approach. I'll do like a Han Solo, and you guys can just put me. In- <laughs> Bond, you need to come out like Brand Color did and start spraying down the crazy. Oh yeah, we'll spray down. Oh man, but um, man, Britt's been killing it. Like you said, there's. There's no way around it. She's the top talker in the division. Um, but I don't think it's close. Um, and she's she's ready for the belt. It, it's time. Um, I don't think that there's any more. We can't wait anymore. It's it's time. Have that match as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, it's going to be on pay per view. I'm assuming. Uh, that's shut up and take pro. my money, baby. Take my money. So, yeah. But just get get that going. Start the feud up. I, I'd like to see some stuff before. You know, I'd like to see that Brits, start happening. Brits, Brits poking it now, bro. She's oh, yeah. Poking. yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I, I want to see the bear. Because um, I, I, I obviously, the more Brits on TV, the better, especially leading up to a potential title. Um, yeah. And she's entertaining as hell. So you just have that just top. The more you get her on TV, the better. And I, I, I think Sheeta, again, needs to be on TV more still. Um, SPD, you've been saying that from day one, right? So, yeah. Like w- the women's champion needs to be represented. And I think, Bonds, you put those two points that you made together and. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, one plus one equals two. It's like, okay, you have Britt Baker, who is on television all the time. And every time, whether it's dark, elevation, dynamite, she's um, money. And then you have a a, a dire need for your women's champion to be represented more more frequently on the show. Well, hello. I mean, hello, right? So I think that, like, you know, we have to be understanding. She did. Um, after her match against Ty Conti, we all agree that match was badass, right? I mean, that match was absolutely freaking great. So it's just given COVID, given this, this, what we're going through, you have somebody in in Sheeta. I mean, like you have to be mindful of travel and all those types of things. Honestly, I understand putting the the title has, why Sheeta hasn't defended it so much. But that doesn't change the fact that they need to get they need to transition the title. They yeah. need that belt represented on the show. They either have to have Sheeta on the show more or take the belt off her. Right. There's right. not two ways to do it. That's that's absolutely correct, man. And I am I was fired up about this segment. You know, we're gonna talk about my favorite segment of the night. You know, there were some pretty great segments throughout the show when you talk about um, the limo segment, the backstage with Taz and Cage. Um, the Moxley, uh, um, Eddie and Moxley segment, and then the Miro segment too. But this one by far, man, I was absolutely grinning ear to ear, laughing my laughing out loud. Oh yeah, it was baby. so great. But I mean, more importantly, we found out more details of the match. You know, the parlay is you know two rings, one giant cage. Also, it's not the only match of the show, which is next week is a pay per view worthy card, man. which will run through next week. And I thought, you know, okay, they're Eddie Kingston and John Moxley asked for that match. Like, okay, we'll get it next week. I was like, all right, maybe they accidentally flubbed and they'll just do that. Then they added another match and then another match and then another match and then this match. So I think we have five total matches. And How long the show? A pay-per-view quality sh- match. It's going to be a normal dynamite length. Bob. You almost, really? okay. you yeah. almost wish this 
had more time. You know, I'm sure it would get like an hour. Um, you know, so we have two rings, one giant cage, and five minutes on one on one, and every two minutes another member will come in, and you either have to submit or surrender. That's the only way to win. And that feels like an hour match, bro. I mean, it has to be. And you know, we were talking like this could have been. Uh, they I thought they teased that this was going to be the only match on the show, but clearly it's not. It could have been. And what I really loved about this segment, man, is that it's everything you ever wanted in like watching our stars because everyone shined. Everyone proved why they were top guys. You know, everyone, every single person, all 11 guys, including Tully, included, you know, showed, you know, when Spears started and grabbed the mic, you know, his camera time, him on the mic was great. And I loved how he said he's going to step on Sammy's head while he's drowning. And then Sammy comes back and he's going to step up. He's going to be the, you know, he's true. We haven't seen him in a match in a long time. He's going to be the first one to come out. And that's Sammy and that's Sammy and like, and Sean Spears moment was pretty tense. I mean, there were a lot of moments in the, in this promo battle SPD where you're like, wow, like these guys are, these guys are not pulling punches, man. Like they're going at each other and like, they're, they're not, there's no, there's none of that reservation in their words. So there's nothing in for us to believe that they're going to hold anything back when it comes to the physicality in the ring, bro. I mean, all the segments to this point have been absolutely fire. And I mean, yes, you're right. And I have to give you respect for not just becoming a total fanboy because if it were me and, and and somehow Pac cut a promo like that, I would have just been like, Oh my God, Pac. But props to you for giving everybody in this segment, they're just due now. Everyone, who is your favorite though? Now, can, now, can, your favorite. now, can you just get? Can you fast forward the button a little bit to the part where you tell us all how amazing Chris Jericho is? Okay. <laughs> no, I texted you guys, and I, I mean, yeah, dude, everyone. Obviously, I want to know your guys' favorite. Who stood out the most to you? You know, Santana. I don't know if you guys caught it, but he would not stop staring at FTR. Even after his segment and everything, he looked scary as f. Man, everyone else Man, is looking at him talking, and he was just crossed like the whole time. Dax would like turn, he's still staring, still staring, still staring all through him. Like, oh my gosh, I'd be like so nervous if I was on the opposite side. He's like, you know, we've been locked up. You haven't been locked up, and that was so great. He's never breaking character, never breaking that look. Man, Santana really stood out, but obviously the leader. Man, uh, I said boom. Point to Jericho and inner circle for that promo. He hit it home run, grand slam. He killed yeah, it. Tonight. I he agree. He stood out. He stood out more than anybody. And Santana was a close second. Who are your favorites I, and standouts? Oh God, Come I on. agree. I agree. I uh, I feel like I've been on Team Pinnacle this whole time, and I, I up to this point, I felt like Max Wardog and my boy Dax that they were really they were bringing it, and I and I love. Santana, I love – no doubt. I like both teams a lot. But, dude, tonight, inner circle, man. Like, Jericho, that promo tonight from Jericho was the was better. I mean, the to me, I loved this promo from Jericho. Um, yeah. and he, he really went at, at – at, like – and I think use that truth. Like, <clears throat> his true story – Kind of, he sounded like Clint Eastwood almost, like get off my yard, you know that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. talking about how he's been through it all, he knows respect now. I loved everything about his promo, from the Tetris reference about how it doesn't just work when I don't move out of the way for you. Yes. That's not how it works. Um, just a really brilliant promo work from Chris, where it wasn't just funny; it was oh. 
it was it was smart and it hit hard. And I think MJF, you know, I thought he was he kind of had like he kind of was digging at Jericho a little bit with like, man, you look exhausted, you're bloodshot, you're bloated, you look mm-hmm. like you're done. And Jericho came back at him in a way that I was blown away by. I'm not gonna, I don't, I, I, I got, I could give, I could sit here and say, man, I loved, I love that Sean Spears and, and Sammy Guevara interaction. I really liked that. I thought that that was intense. I love Santana and Ortiz, and you know, I, I'm a tag team fanatic. For those of you guys out there who are maybe new to the Dynamite Download, I am such a tag team slappy. I've, I've, I've taken a lot of pride in and being an advocate for that division and getting SPD to kind of buy into FTR, uh, uh, who I believe mm-hmm. is is every bit as good as they say. But if you're Santana and Ortiz and you're staring at them across the ring and you have guys who have week after week after week basically made their career off of saying we're the best tag team in the world and not really wavering in that at all. If you're Santana and Ortiz, it doesn't matter like what – what other personal stuff happens just on a professional level, hearing people talk like that week after week and what, and something that you give your life life to, I don't know, man. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people in this match coming up. No wonder SPD, you saw Santana mean mugging him. There's going to be a lot of people in this match who are looking to prove something. Um, But that said, the goat proved tonight that he still is the, like, the best promo in the business, man. The dude is at that was when he's on his A game. That was fantastic, Bonds. Yeah, who is you, Bonds? You can't beat uh, Chris Jericho here tonight. This was better than his other promo in this. Um, I, I think it was smoother. It felt more on point. I think it, it's more impactful when he's staring Max in the face and saying this stuff to him. Um, it's more impactful. He doesn't have to resort to being funny. He can just be. He can be honest and brutal. And, and just tell him the truth. Yep. Um, but I do want to give some love to Santana Ortiz and uh, Dax and Cash as well. Um, I mean, Dax calling out their children was like, you better kiss your kids goodnight and say, daddy's not coming home. Like that was yeah. a, a badass line. Like, oh man, like they're, they're really Ruthless, digging in this. Man. This is, is going to be a match to end their careers. Like, they're really selling it. And I think that's awesome because it, it's going to be a match that that's going to take time off their careers. This is a really brutal, uh, long pay-per-view esque main event match. And it, they're really selling it like that. You're right. So I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. This is, ugh, I'm just the like, whole show now. I mean, though, SPD, I know it's a little bit of a bummer to you because you feel like, man, this, this could have been a two hour match and it would have been like the first of its kind ever. Da, da, da. Yeah. But, but when you look at the matches that were added to this show, I, I do feel like Blood and Guts needs the whole second hour of Dynamite. That would be how yes. I would – I mean, I think that that's how it needs to go. Um, but sure. the, the, the yeah. other matches that make the cut, it's going to be a great show as always. I mean, there's that's why like I felt like I was talking to Bonds tonight. I was like, dude, there's no way we can do an elite or delete right now. Like, the AEW is hitting – AEW is hitting it on all cylinders – Week after week after week after week, man. Like, and this is a this is another example of a feud that has emerged. Yeah. Every segment that they do together, and there are some weeks where they do three segments on a show. Every segment they do together is absolute fire, bro. Blood and guts is gonna be nuts, man. I cannot wait for that. 
I know. And this this match we're talking, you know, the Mox Eddie versus Kenny Omega, you know, finally getting back in the ring with Nakazawa. I could totally see Kenny Omega taking his first loss. And it just makes sense because, you know, obviously he wouldn't take the pin. But uh, this feud is, is becoming more and more interesting. Um, I heard you guys talking about, you know, the, the limousine segment and all that. And that was pretty funny. But <laughs> not the butts, baby. <laughs> no, gosh. I, I love just them just eating it up and, you know, them going all in on the ridiculousness stuff and that. But I'm, I'm excited for the full card. We'll, we can break. I got some uh, graphics for the card for next week. We can touch on it briefly after the fact. But um, a match I, I'm, I was excited about was seeing Penelope Ford back in the ring because uh, we, you know, I think we all can agree like she's kind of like, um, you know, a wild card in the women's division, you know, not necessarily gets a lot of uh, screen time and, you know, some of her in-ring work uh, really has been some great stuff. And um, I tonight, Statlander stood tall by far. Her strength, you know, outshined everything. Um, I think that you know, I don't know if Penelope Ford really got too much of her, like, you know, go-to moves. I felt like maybe there was a little bit of ring rust. It didn't seem as smooth as a match I've seen her in past. Uh, but it was good to see. I hate giving the women's matches deletes just because, you know, usually they're ones. But if we were doing the grades, this one didn't really hit that much for me. You know, I was kind of uh, expecting more. You know, I, I was watching the clock. Two minutes in, then boom, right picture in picture. Then it was a three-minute commercial break. Then they had another four-ish minutes. And so yeah. I was I was a little a little bummed about the instant uh, picture picture again. Um, but that was unfortunate. It's nice to see Statlander keep getting this push. So Bonds, what do you think of the match? I mean, I, I agree, man. I think the picture in picture was really unfortunate and not necessary. They just yeah. had a commercial before the segment before that. Um, there's no need for it. Just let them have the match. Uh, yeah. It was not a long match. Um, plus, nope. you lose out on the end of the picture in picture anyway. Uh, almost yeah. every time you lose like a minute or two of the of of the match. So it's like, you know. It, I, but I think overall, it was a, a fine performance from both sides. I think that Statlander is just different level, and they're pushing her that way. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's kind of why, like, you, where you say Ford really didn't get much offense in. I think that was because. Uh, that's by design. I think that they're really pushing Statlander as this top baby face. Um, yeah. That's really strong and able to go uh, at a different level and different pace. And I think that she looked really good tonight. Um, again, it's, I think it's long-term they're, they're seeing like, Hey, you know, this division lacks faces and we mm -hmm. need to build. I agree. Yeah. I think bonds froze. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But yeah, so, I think it does lack like really strong faces, and this will be good uh, down the line. Look for at him. About. He's like, oh, lacks food. Um, I can't buy no, um, it. I agree. Like, I, I, I was hoping when I got my water, you guys would have been done talking about this match. Um, just kidding. Um, so let's, we could switch in. No, honestly, I'm just joking. I was just kidding a little bit, but I mean, it, the main reason why I'm kidding is because, like, there's any even if like I was the biggest fan of this match, like, I'd say a good sixty percent of it was during commercials. I don't know. It just was like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It was it was hard to get into. Um, but I will say, if you're gonna have pitcher and pitcher and you're gonna have commercials, this was the match. Unfortunately, that was gonna get that. I mean, it was just they they jammed this show packed with so much content. Um, this match was not about get 
Hey, take that off. I'm not going to say that oh. about the factory. I like yeah, the factory. Um, what are you doing, SPD? This, this match, um, you know, Give I, the I'll, I'll just say real quick, this match uh, felt like before it even happened, it was just going to be a squash, right? This was not about Penelope Ford and Chris Statlander going back and forth for a yeah, number one contender match. This was about Statlander beating the crap out of Penelope Ford again and um, emphatically – staking claim to her spot in in the women's division rankings and in the big picture of the show um penelope ford to her credit um looks like a million bucks every time she's on screen i saw somebody comparing her to aw's lana i think unfortunately she's kind of she's kind of booked a little bit that way I, i i do think that um you know penelope has potential in the ring bonds but i don't see any time down the road anytime soon her really becoming a player in AEW. I think that Statlander is is quickly emerging as that. And I'd, I'd love to see Statlander versus Jade one day. That's that's a matchup I really want to see happen. Absolutely. So, we talked about that, you know, on our Sunday social or Friday Night Flights and Fights uh, about Statlander, Jade. Would be no, awesome. Let's move on. This is a, this is a, was an awesome, you know, we are very high on a lot of these I'm guys. I'm becoming here. such a freaking fan of the factory dude like i am becoming i love the entrance qt man. marshall's personal defense on uh on twitter i i um, i've got the retweet from my guy cutie earlier this week um cutie and i are on the same wavelength you know uh he, I, I think that the dude is absolutely on point right now i'm loving what they're doing with the factory i love his overall his style Boy, driving in with I love it, baby. I love that. I love this track jacket tonight. The track jacket looks fantastic. Well, looks the entrance sharp. was great. That entrance was There's awesome. So many. Oh, so, speaking of, we, they had so many elaborate entrances tonight. The inner circle. We forgot to talk about the biker gang that came oh, out. Right. Almost better. Everything about the inner circle was a home run. But we'll talk about the factory. Like taking that bus. The graphics on the bus were awesome. Obviously, you didn't expect the factory to take over. And what happened after made so much sense. But. Um, Wow, this was, you know, Camarado, we were high on him when we saw him versus Moxley kind of out of the blue. We were like, this is a star. This is a star. And he is developing into a star. Um, the Factory's clan, obviously, with Gogo and Murado are just so fun to watch. These these people who are essentially nothing now turning into these total, you know, mainstream badasses. You know, it's great, man. Bonds, what did you think of this whole segment? And then uh, the return of, you know, Mr. Rhodes himself. What an epic return that was. He, like, oh, man, was that sweet. The segment overall was just great. Again, the match itself was really entertaining. Uh, we got to see more of Anthony Agogo's fist uh, win match, which is pretty cool. Um, and then obviously, All those Twitter people are going to cry. Oh, no, he only no. punched him He only punched him no, once. No. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and take a punch. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Take a punch from Anthony, an Olympic okay, boxer. And tell me. Yeah. <laughs> then sure go. Then go it. brag on Twitter how it's a suck, it's a crappy finish. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right. But like, we got to see the end bit with Cody and QT Marshall, the top of the bus, and like that was so awesome. That it whole was. segment um, was just great. I was wondering when Cody was going to come back because obviously that betrayal was pretty big, man. He got a. He had to take a couple weeks off, get himself right in the head, you know. But then coming back out of that bus and being like, hey, QT Marshall, it's your time to shine, buddy, on top of the bus, and you're going to be done. And it was (laughs) pretty awesome. Um, Overall, man, these guys are just doing great stuff. Uh, Again, Camarado looked great again tonight. He looks like a monster. He looks terrifying. He looks like a caveman. He's he's being built like a monster, and and that's how he should be. He's, He's 
just physically, he's not even the tallest guy in the world, but he's like wide, very wide and like looks like a monster and he's an athlete. Um, so the stuff he can do in the ring, they know what they have in him. Mm -hmm. Um, again, with a go-go as well, when you're getting, you know, one punch in and just beating people like that, like Billy Gunn, man, I feel so bad for Billy Uh Gunn. He's, He's going to have to retire. Well, if you think about it, it's a gut punch, punch, right? It's a gut punch. It's an area where you have no real protect. Like it's you're like it's right in a vulnerable spot of your body, right? I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, you know, we all I love Brock Lesnar, a Mount Rushmore type of guy, man. But I mean, think about like what what ended his MMA career, and like so it it happens. Um, you know, you have a weak spot and you go for it. I love what the factory's doing. Um, I think that those guys are absolutely on point. I love what QT's game is like on social. I love how he's leaning into the heel work. You can tell yeah. he's loving it. Um, yeah. He was at such a, such an antagonistic jerk tonight throughout this match. Just just messing with and toying with Billy Gunn and Dustin. I loved what they were doing. His interactions with, Sh- with Shoddy Lee were really fun too. That student-teacher vibe, and you can tell QT still is a little – Little chip on his shoulder for for Scotty for Shoddy Lee never uh, thanking him. Um, you know, I I will say shot like on the the good guys side. Um, Shoddy looks a little more built. He looks a little bit more uh, ready to kind of go in a, on another level of his career. I felt like in this match he showed well. Um, anytime we get to see Dustin Rhodes and Billy Gunn together, it was really cool as. Two veterans who we all respect. It can still yep. go in the ring. Have great cardio at their age. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and and both look like real powerhouses, man. Especially when you put them in this match. Like, uh, I mean, you saw, like Billy Gunn's not much smaller than a uh, uh, Nick Camarado. I mean, you look at them like it's wild to see, man. So great match as far as presenting those guys as equals. It progressed the story really, mm-hmm. really well. Um, and, and at first, you know, the, the wrestling fan in me, I was a little like, man, Cody's epic return and he puts a figure four on top of the bus. Like doing a, a submission on onto a bus doesn't add any impact to it. So I was like, if you would have done like a DDT or like a power bomb, something crazy like that. But then I was like, no, he made Cutie tap out on top of this massive bus dedicated to himself yep. in front of all these people. Like that was then he gets up and he poses. Like it was like the most triumphant like movie type of re- return that you could ever imagine. Like he made him beg for mercy, stand up, shirt off gloating to the world out of his nightmare family bus. It was absolutely a thing of beauty. Cody looked like a million bucks at the end of the segment. I can't wait for Cody and Cutie to go head to head. I'm, I will be firmly on team Cutie during that one. I'm really loving where they're going. With wow. Yeah, man. I, I, I love it. I love, I love that. Like that guy who's always the thorn in your side. I think that he could play that really well for Cody. He can just mm-hmm. be one of those guys who's annoying and won't go away. And there's something endearing about that. And QT for anybody who's following him on social, he could do annoying really well. He's, He's doing really a very nice job at <laughs> trolling fans and being a jerk. It's working out really great. Oh, well, you know, who's uh annoying to some is Darby Allen's title run, you know, and so not anymore, bro. I'm I'm going, you know, such back and forth, you know, 
I do have those those moments where I'm, I'm very annoyed with his run. I mean, he's main evented three dynamites in a row. Um, pretty impressive stuff. And this was a, another good matchup, I think, even though obviously Preston Vance 10 uh, is clearly the you know the beast the the Goliath versus his David and um, I I don't know man I'm I'm still not on the Darby Allen title reign train wow. personally even after I'm tonight not. even after tonight wow I, I'm well, really not you're alone on this train brother wow, I, I jumped off you're on the train now you're conducting it I'm off bro I'm, I'm off you're you're the so you're solo you're you're the caboose has disconnected and I'm I out. I was never connected on the Darby Allen TNT title train. Oh, I thought okay. I thought you were talking about being. A I'm hater a yeah, Darby Allen fan, and I, I I liked his. You know, he's done some awesome, awesome stuff in the ring, and but his title reign, I he still hasn't won me over yet. He's working on it. Three main events in a row. Obviously, that's a you know big big feather in the cap for sure. Um, thank you, Sharonica. Uh, I'm. I'm not on the train, and you're on the train. You're conducting it. Bonds, are you sitting well, shotgun let, next well, to here, Crayfish, me, the conductor? Well, Crayfish, say, the conductor? I'll, I'll, as the conductor, let me let me hear let me hear me out, right? Like, I I was with you, SPD. I agree that there was there's definitely a formula to a Darby Allen match that does wear thin. Um, but when I look at that cinematic match that he had. Right. And then you see that when I start to really think about, yeah, I agree. Like, man, some of these matches are like, they follow this formula. It gets old. I agree with you guys on that, but you start to see the match against John Silver was a good match. The match against Scorpio sky, this match against Scorpio sky was a good match. The match against of all people, Joey Janela was a good match. Like the match against Jungle Boy was a freaking awesome match. This match against Ten, dude, this match was really freaking good, guys. Like really good. Ten, that and that ending, I felt was absolutely executed without flaw. Locking, trying to lock in that that rear that full Nelson, getting it locked in. Darby almost getting out and then going limp for a minute, and then finally finding a way to reverse it. Ten never letting go of the hold. It was an awesome, awesome battle between these two, and I felt like it brought out the best in Darby. And again, it showcased Ten in a light that I know you guys, we've been critics of, oh, man, if everybody looks good against Darby, then nobody looks good. I get it. But when you look at a guy like Ten get an opportunity for a TNT title and in a main event spot, and hit a home run like he did, that's something that could change the trajectory of a dude's career. And I have, to, I, I have to step back and say props to Darby for, for allowing his championship run to be about more than just himself. Like, there have been a lot of guys who have, I feel like, gotten huge – I mean, dude, SPD, when did you think that I would ever – there were weeks when I was saying, man, that Darby Allen versus Joey Janela match was really good. When did you ever picture Crayfish being like a vocal so I had vocal advocate for the bad boy, but Never. Darby turned Darby turned me into one. And I think that like there's something to be said for when we look back on this championship reign, some of the matches that have emerged out of it and some of the, mm-hmm. the, the careers that might get altered a little bit because of it. I, I I can respect that. 
And yes, I recognize that there could be a different type of TNT champion that I would probably enjoy more. Like, and if MJF had the title, for example, like I love that cocky, arrogant heel like Kenny, right? I love that type of vibe right now, right? I, I would love if Lance Archer got that shot. I think that man has paid his dues. I think that Lance Archer has traveled. You know, Jericho's promo was all about traveling the world, paying your dues. Lance Archer has paved a path for himself where he earned, he has deserved a title run in North America for a while. Miro, after his segment tonight with Kip Sabian, I would be more than happy to see Miro with the title. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of people on the lands in the landscape of AEW that I'd love to see with that belt, but I can respect and tip tip my cap to Darby for what this title run has done for the careers of other people. Now, Bond, since I was the conductor, how do you feel about the Darby Express now, baby? Are you coming along with me or what, baby? Is the column gonna is the column gonna be saying what a champ, what a champ? Tell me about it. Well, I don't know if I'm getting on the train, but I'm definitely going to wave Man, at it. Darby. I'm going to give it a wave. I'm going to say, right. hey, train. Hi, how you doing? Um, I think he did two really good title defenses in a row. Um, that's what I'll, where I'll go with it. Um, I need to see it consistent because we've been frustrated with him for a while. This isn't new. Um, it's been It's been a consistent frustration with his title reign. And I think the last two matches, though, we're seeing an evolution in his ring style. He's getting way more aggressive. He's doing like almost heel stuff. Um, like to Vance tonight, he ripped his mask open. He gouged his eye. He bit his finger. Like he did some stuff tonight where it's like, oh man, like he's he wants no matter what he 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 does, he wants to win that title. He wants to keep that that title. Like that's his goal. Um, and he's scratching and clawing at it. And I think that that's that's where it's really interesting. Is you're seeing a guy who's desperate out of necessity. Um, and that's really fun to watch, especially when he's not getting beaten up for 90% of the match. So for the last two matches, when it's been against guys that aren't way bigger than him, that are just going to beat him the whole time, it works and it's really entertaining. And I just don't want to get caught in that trap of, okay, like he had a couple really good matches. Is it going to go back to that old formula? I want it to continue to evolve. I want him to have a match against somebody that's bigger than him, like considerably where he's able to do that stuff, the eye gouging and the heel tactics almost, but as a baby face, because he has to do it. It's not because he's a bad guy. It's not because like he's John a jerk. Moxley, like John Moxley. Right. It's like John Moxley where John yeah. Moxley did that stuff. And and it's like that anti-hero thing where I'm the champ. I need to continue to be the champ. And if I do it, I know I'm physically limited. So I have to go in there and do this stuff. And that's where I'll say, Hey, like this is starting to get me back a little bit because if he continues to do this stuff and continues to build this way, then I'm all for him as a champion because it works like this. Um, again, if it goes back to that 90-10 offense defense stuff, then I'm going to be like, okay, this was just a couple matches against smaller guys in a row. Mm -hmm. But if it continues to build this way, I'm on board, and I think that it's going to work, and it'll continue to build him up as a credible wrestler as he gets older. He's only 27, right? Like he's a young guy too, so. Again, like this guy's got a long career and they have to think about that long term. And this is what they have to do when they're building him. I think that's fair. Um, so you sound like you're I mean, again, SPD, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you, my friend, because uh I saw you nodding along with some of my reasonings, but I know that you're still firmly ready. You're 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 putting your feet firmly planted on the ground. You are you don't you're not jumping on the train. 
So I'm taking the plane. Post post <laughs> post match antics really were a fascinating development yeah. for us here at AEW Dynamite Download because it brought in a lot of potential title challengers to the picture. Obviously, Scorpio Sky already had his shot bitter about what happened, but all ego Ethan Page, he's emerging as somebody who I'm I'm kind of feeling like this dude might have the combination combination of it factors that could come together where he can he can really be on to something here, dude. He looks like a pre- and and I and as I was on Twitter, I was like, dude, I am so ready for Lance Archer just to take Ethan Page by his pink polo shirt and launch <laughs> that some bitch into the sky, dude. I just want him to put Great a beating point. on him so bad. So I think that they've got, they've, they're on to something with the like the kind of preppy scumbag heel of Ethan Page with Scorpio Sky. Yeah. And I love Lance Archer as this like chaotic neutral. He's not a face. He's not a heel. He's just – everybody dies, my friend. And if you're – like he just wants there to always kind of be like where there is injustice, Lance Archer will come and wreck yeah. whoever is doing – you know what I mean? Like I love him getting involved in this and and scaring off Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I loved the post-match stuff. SPD, if, if you were like the way reacting to that post-match – do you see Lance Archer emerging as the guy who dethrones Darby Allen? Or do you see maybe, like, I'm seeing maybe Ethan Page I dethrone. mean, the more you're talking to it, obviously I think it would be more a f- more fun story to follow if Page finagled a victory out and then Archer just squishes Page to take the title versus Archer taking it from Darby. You know, I'd rather see – Archer take it from someone you want to absolutely destroy versus having Archer take it from Darby, who, you know, both are essentially big favorites on the uh, AEW fan base. So mm-hmm. Archer as the champ after he beats either Sky or Page would be, I think, a much more uh, bigger pop of a run uh, versus taking that from Darby. So that's that would I would see that, um, you know, I think that I, so I really think see. Ethan Page. That's what I was saying. I think that Ethan Page is going to snaggle one out. He's going to sneak one out. Right. He'll sneak one out, and then he'll be that dirtbag heel that you want Archer to smash, right? It, yeah. Like you, you pointed out, dude, you're absolutely right. Putting Lance Archer against Darby Allen, that's a that's not a – like we love both guys. We don't – I mean, well, not you. You don't love both guys, but the AEW fan base loves both guys. And, and I think that – that could be putting Lance Archer in a bad spot. If you put mm-hmm. him against a guy like Ethan Page, you know everyone's going to be behind the murder hawk. Yeah, for sure. He'll be like the sacrificial yeah. lamb almost to murder Yes, and what a perfect like visual that would be. Can you imagine Ethan Page trying to get Archer up for the, the eagle's <laughs> edge? And then Lance, like, I mean, Lance reversing it and dropping him on. Oh, man, I would love it. I would love it. So, so th- that, that being said, you know, of a, an awesome episode of Die as expected. Who, you know, I don't have the graphics and we didn't talk about this because I was working, but who is your top performer of the night? And if you want me to go first, I'd be more than happy to. You know, well, please, that. please. Well, it's fitting because I missed the segment. You know, the machine, Brian Cage, is my top performer because he hasn't been in the ring a lot and we are very high on, on Cage's stuff and he 
put down the number one contender in a convincing fashion. And the announcers, and I heard you guys say it, talk about upset. It's not an upset to me because I guess if you're looking at rankings, but Cage is a champ, man. He's He is a, a world champion wrestler, and he is every bit of capable of being the top guy anywhere with the stuff he does. He's an overall overall wrestler that can do it all with someone that big and muscular to, to throw Love kicks it. and flips and, and control tight, a tight he, rope. He says salt. it. He says oh, it. The Who, better? Who better? I know. And I'm going to mirror that SPD. Cause uh, my top pick is also Lance or uh, I was also Brian cage. Sorry. You gave me that. Uh, you were talking about Archer earlier. So I got that. Yeah, in my head. Brian I, I cage was... is a uh, top performer. Um, he was awesome tonight. It was a reminder of, why he's a top guy. Uh, he hasn't been presented like that recently, um, unfortunately, and we all know what he is. Uh, we've watched him in Impact, and we've seen how good he is in Impact. We've watched him in with Team Taz. But Brian Cage is a uh, top two performer, and tonight he looked just dominant against the number one contender. That's, that's what made this match so crazy. It was against Hangman Page, who's been presented as this – I think he was on a nine-match win streak – or something like that. All of 2021, he's been undefeated. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome. So he lost his first match of, of the year against somebody that's been kind of booked, um, unfortunately, recently, who's been in a, this middling stable. And Cage just looked dominant. And it, again, it was by himself. He went out there. Mm -hmm. He didn't have interference during the match. He went yep. like, after the beginning when he when he knocked out Hangman. He went in there and just decimated the guy. Mm -hmm. He had, like I said. I think Hangman had like two times where he got offense in on, on cage the entire time. And it was not, it just was great. And again, he's, he's a powerhouse. He's built different. It's not, it's not like that. He's just a strong muscle guy. He's a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. He's just able to dominate uh, that. Most people wish they could, they could dream to do mm -hmm. that. There's only two guys on the roster um, that can do that. And, and he's, you know, it's him and, and, and Lance. Those are the only two guys that can. And, do and that. I was thinking, I was thinking, Lance. Like after that segment, I'm thinking, oh man, both those guys are big men who are freak athletes. Yeah. And yeah. and and I think that like that's something to be like. Jr. always talks about man. They don't grow. They don't grow them on trees. They just does. It just does. They don't come around all that often. And and I think it's it's not a coincidence that. We all unanimously have Brian Cage as our as our top performer tonight. I thought that that wow. match was huge for him. Um, really, genuinely surprising given where Team Taz was was kind of where they were at. Um, but not surprising from a like like a like we talk about from an in ring talent perspective. Brian Cage is the machine. That guy is the real deal. That guy can bring better. it. And who better? Um, that guy is legit, man. And, and I honestly am happy to see it because I'm a fan of his, man. I, I like what he can do. Uh -huh. Um, and, and I think that like, as long as he's around, he's going to be a, an impact player on the scene of, of the For company sure. he's in. So I love what he did that made waves in the landscape of AEW leaving this show. I mean, everybody's going to be buzzing about the inner circle and that's why I almost thought Jericho give it, but I gotta give it to fire. I gotta give it to Brian Cage just because of what a huge win that was beating the number yeah. one contender. I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due. Unanimous decision by the Dukes of Dynamite. Brian Cage 
the machine, <laughs> Swolverine. What That's other? Right. Uh, he's got all. He he is the unanimous performer of another awesome I gotta episode. Make of a, I got to make a graphic because he's been you know he's been good to Dynamite Download too, interacting with us. Uh, he knows we're big fans and supporters of him, so we're gonna make a unanimous one for that for sure. Now speaking, you know, we'll we'll just touch base on i want to ask you guys as we wrap things up for our episode 32 thank you so much for everyone for joining us yeah great um, interaction with a pay-per-view worthy card that literally we're going to be counting down the week days minutes hours you know to for this to to be there i'm going to be on the edge of my seat cannot wait for it other than the blood and guts what match are you looking forward to the most uh bonds so we have the kenny omega match for moxley kingston you have DMD in action, who haven't said. You have Cody Rose versus QT Marshall, and you have that four-way tag title eliminator match. And so, Bonds, who do you what, what are you looking forward to the most? Well, I, I wouldn't have said it before tonight, but I think uh, Cody versus QT Marshall. Uh, uh, I really loved how they ended that segment tonight, and it right. it's really uh, really entertaining. Uh, I think QT's a different heel. He's a di- like a different kind of guy, and that makes it really funny. He wears a freaking bowling shirt to the ring every night, and like he's he's just really That's entertaining. And I think he's buy. almost like the polar opposite of Cody, um, which makes it fun. And I think it's going to be a good match. And again, uh, a surprise. It could it could be. I think Cody's definitely going into the match as the favorite. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at an upset alert for that as well. So. I think that that's the one where there's a lot of intrigue and I'm curious to see where they go from here after this as well. Okay. It's going to be a big match. Nice. Crayfish. Just leave that. Pro- uh, just leave, right. that <laughs> leave that image up, baby. Just leave that image up, man. I don't, I don't even need to say anymore, man. I, I am like, I am QT's biggest fan right now, bro. I, I love what he's doing. I love the factory. I love that crew of, of killers. He's with, um, are you eating your apple? I will next week. I will have a fresh, shiny apple for you guys, because QT is going to put Cody down, baby. Put on your best golf shirt. Yeah, no, your best bowling shirt. Bowling yeah, shirt. shirt. Better go to the bowling store and get that, or you know, I'll, order yeah. from the the two and a half men uh, fan store or something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree with you guys. Um, this is one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm a Love huge Cody Rhodes fan. Always have been. And He's elevated his game, always does. You know, he's had he can have a match with, you know, <laughs> Peter Avalon, and it still would be entertaining. You know, no right. match to him. or he, he had, you know, so everything about him and QT Marshall has been on a an epic rise of stardom. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm really excited for that. But this was an awesome episode of Dynamite. I'm glad I made it. Sorry, it was a few minutes late, but. I can't wait to chat with you guys all week. You know, this was this is always our highlight of the week. You know, for some reason, for me, this past week, you know, I was posting stuff on Instagram, and I was like, "Damn, it's already Wednesday. I gotta, you know, I gotta finish this week's post and this week's that." And so, it's a lot of fun to interact with you guys, um, especially you know, we're getting some kind, con- you know, interaction with with the superstars that we love and wa- love to watch and support. And so, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Any last words, Bonds, Crayfish? You know, make sure you check out Bonds' article on AEWDynamiteDownload.com. Uh, share it with your friends, family, and everyone. It's a great read. I know you you listen to us and talk to us here live on the show and on usually on Friday nights, which uh, Crayfish has a birthday this weekend. Oh, so birthday boy. So we are um, still TBD. We're not going to have a show on Friday. I have a wedding to go to. Crayfish has a birthday weekend, so... 
We might do uh, maybe we'll sleeping. do like a a pre-show, a two-show week, God. maybe like a Tuesday night pre-show. Blood and Guts pre-show like would be pretty cool, guys. So stay tuned on our social media for that. Uh, unfortunately, we love Friday night flights and fights. It's one of our favorite events to kick off the weekend. But because of the birthday celebration and my, you know, I have a wedding. My sister-in-law is getting married. That uh, we are going to take a break. But thank you for all the support. Happy birthday to Crayfish himself. I will send a bowling shirt your way. Thank you, sir. Uh, so text me your size. I'll send you the most outrageous <laughs> bowling shirt so you can wear it next week. Yeah. Perfect. I'll be searching for it. But, awesome. Uh, thank, thank you guys so much. And you know where to find us. And have a great rest of your week, everyone. Hey, Sharonica.